Ladies and gentlemen, joining me today on the podcast are two incredible individuals who have first-hand experience in training for the worst. Please give a warm welcome to Rob and Eric. They are here to share their insights, stories, and how they prepared themselves for life's toughest challenges. We'll keep this shit raw, unfiltered, and unedited. So let's dive in. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Good, good, good. All right, we'll go through a couple of the questions that I sent you guys, and we'll just have an open conversation and see how it goes from there. So the first question is, how do you interpret the phrase, defending what you cherish in your own life? Rob? Uh, well, it basically breaks down to being willing to fight for what you think is right or important to you, um, like whether it's people, principles, you know, your stuff, doesn't matter, but... If you're, if you're willing to protect it and fight for it, you're going to fight for it as much as possible. You have to be willing to, to lay down yourself in order to protect that. Yeah, absolutely. Eric? Yeah, it's pretty much me just echoing what Rob said. It's, uh, yeah, willingness to protect. For me, it's more of an emphasis on family than anything else because stuff can be replaced and family can't right so so that's where i was going to kind of ask you guys to uh like expand what you're saying like cherish what like what does that mean to you stuff that holds a meaning to you yeah i mean it could be stuff i mean the stuff that you acquire over a lifetime you've done it for a reason it's, it expresses something to you so that stuff that you surround yourself with ends up becoming an extension of you. Man, that's a really good way to put it. That Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, there are those people that you can even look at right now what was happening with the uh, the fires in BC where they, even though it was an evacuation or they would stay to try to protect what they built. It wasn't something that, it wasn't a person or, or anything like that, it, but it was something that they cherished. Right, yeah, so, it could be anything from as big as a home or land or a farm or what have you to even just a small object that just has sentimental value. It could be an heirloom of someone that you held close. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a concept. And yeah, sure. My, some people might just see it as an object, but it has that that value uh, because it's a constant reminder of that person and all those good memories that you have. Fair, fair. I add on to that and say like, it's not just an extension of you, but manifestation of the time that you put in to earn that thing as well. And that's one thing you can't get back if it gets stolen, right? You can't get your time back that you put in to earn that thing. So. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Can either of you, or actually I want both of you, uh, share a personal experience where you guys had to train or prepare for like a really challenging situation? Eric, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, it's... um. Most recent experience, yeah, it was uh, survival training. It was just, um, you know, you go out, it was way different than, you know, the standard survival training that you would mostly experience. It's like, hey, here's how to build a tent, here's how, or a shelter, here's how to build a fire, you know, build a snare. Well, this one was like, yeah, you're actually doing it, and then we're going to leave you out in the wilderness for three days straight, right? Now, you know, now apply it, right? Right. So... And you feel like you're better prepared for if something bad is going to happen? Oh, yeah. Well, it's um, now, 
nothing beats practical, actually practical experience and actually applying what you learn. And then, and also being in that situation where you're by yourself and all you have to do is rely on yourself. And as well, you can, um, it also gives you a better idea how you're going to react in this, that situation. And then you figure out your weaknesses and then you're like, okay, this is where my, these aren't, these areas aren't really my strong suit. Now I can actually better prepare and ready myself for that inevitability if it does happen. Rob? Uh, for me, it was basic. Uh, get prepared for basic because not knowing what I was getting into with the military. Uh, I was working out three days a week, doing jiu-jitsu two days a week, and then watching a whole lot of Full Metal Jacket, thinking, basic isn't this bad. It can't be that bad. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> that was the most relevant experience I had. Now... Do you guys find like uh, the situations of the training or the things you've done in, throughout your life have prepared you uh, for these random challenging acts that just pop out of nowhere? Right? Like, you know, a lot of people will freeze up or run away. Do you find that you're better suited to just to handle these challenges? Uh, what are some practical ways someone like if you were to, if someone was to come to you and say what are some practical things I can do to train for like a, a worst case scenario in my everyday life to protect the you know the things that I cherish like what what kind of point pointers would you give? I'd, I'd say thought exercises. All you do is you this happens. What do I do next? And after I do that, what happens next? What if that fails? This is what you pivot to. That's about the best thing you can do without actually practically training for it. And then the other part of that is actually practicing scenarios real world. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah Rob, you, you said it. You definitely said it best. It's just uh, oh, kind of go do those thought exercises for worst case scenarios. Right? And then see how you were like, okay, could I handle this? Couldn't I not handle this? Could I use a tool that would have, like, is there some tools that I could use to help me with that? And if I do have those tools, I'm going to have to train and learn how to use those tools and, you know, go from, go from there. But always start off with like just a bait, like the start, the start off the most basic point, I'd say. Because <clears throat> in, in the two examples you guys gave just prior, they teach you, like the thing, they teach you a lot of muscle memory things like uh, survival you know to make your shelter you know to get your fire you know to you know find water right you're not gonna set up your lean to somewhere where you don't have access to any of the things you need to put in necessity of life and same with basic they teach you how to keep yourself alive in horrible situations now when we're talking about just normal people like practical ways that they can uh, get ready for a worst case scenario in a city like Think of that. Like, what would you give them? Like, what, what kind of point would you give them? Like, I get, I get the thought exercises, but there's got to be some other practical things that you could say if somebody was like worried. You know. Training. I mean, the biggest thing is training. So if you have a lot of it, would be self confidence, right? So even like a self defense class or some sort of martial art, you learn that, you gain that confidence, and it bridges that gap. 
there's a lot of a lot of the fear that comes is from lack of confidence in how you react to a situation. If you have confidence in your abilities or how you react to something, then that makes things a hell of a lot easier. No, even, even even to that, or even just uh, try a little bit instead of just you know the standard uh, camping, for instance. A lot of people go camping; they have the tent and they have all their gear and stuff like that. It's like try to kind of cut down on some of the stuff that you don't really need, right? So like, okay, maybe I don't need like this big grill. Maybe I could, hey, you know what? Let's try cooking with over just a fire, you know? And and hell, why not try to practice making a fire with the like with a match instead of just using like lighter fluid and you know and a lighter. Right? Just try to make it challenge yourself to be a, make it a little bit more difficult, but then you start with those baby steps, and that's another way to build your confidence as well. Nice. Sure. Agreed. I just want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to draw these answers out of you two. <laughs> and it's, part of it is with you guys' experiences, which is great, is you have lots of experience. Both of you, two different things. But at the same time, what you see as practical, or what you see as maybe easier muscle memory. Other people have no clue, right? Like they've never been in these situations. Nobody has had to do air crew um, survival training because they're worried about their helicopter crashing when they're just, you know, a nine to fiver in downtown Toronto. Nobody has had to prepare themselves for an infantry battle school because, you know, they work at Tim Hortons. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those jobs. It's just that these are the people that are, are worried, right? They're the ones that have the anxiety of, you know, kind of shit uh things seem to keep getting going sideways and people are looking for you know how do i how do i defend what i have you know how, how do i how do i step up so i'm not the one there with my hand out waiting for the government to come save me when there's you know no money left in the government well that's the other, the other thing you track down people that have the experience that you want to gain and you learn from them because i mean a lot of this stuff yeah you can you can look up videos on YouTube and learn quite a bit, but there's something else for somebody who's actually done some of the stuff that you want to do and learning from like their practical experience. So connections, connections to people that making community, right? Yeah. 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 Rob, you stole my answer again. I was going to say the biggest <laughs> one for, especially, especially in the city is uh, again, is community is not just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do on yourself, but if you don't have that support network and people that you can team up and rely on, because you begin, uh, yeah, you, it, it'll be intimidating by itself, but you have, now you have four or five or six people that you can rally, that you can come together and you know that we can figure something out together, right? You're way better off, right? So, and that's especially, I think that's especially a point, uh, uh, important in the city where you can't get a lot of that practical training on your own, but the, one of the things that you can do is get to know your community a little bit better. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. And then oh, go ahead. less people depend, less people to be afraid of, right? Yeah. But the more people you have, the wider your experience base that you can draw off of as well. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. And that, that's what I was trying to get at you guys. The biggest, most practical thing I can think is that community, right? Um, there are pool even, resources. Yeah, exactly. you got to pool resources. Uh, if you're in an apartment building, you know, have your building manager plan a fire drill, and then you get to meet all your neighbors. Right? Yeah. You'd have some angry ones, or whatever. <laughs> all right. Or um, if you get the, if, sorry. No, no. Go ahead, Eric. I was just going to add, I'm just like, 
or if you're lucky enough, community garden. That's another good one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why are you hating on me? I'm, nobody's, nobody's, nobody's hating on you. You're right. You know, you can bond over your cucumbers. It's okay. Do you believe that being prepared for the worst can help alleviate anxiety or fear? Why or why not? Can it or does it make it worse? Well, it's like, it's like going into a test. If you're overprepared, you look at the test and you're like, oh man, I know all this stuff. All that fear swashes away. It could be the same way with an actual real life situation. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're overprepared and you run into something where it's like, oh yeah, I've done this a million times, all that stress just washes away. Yeah, you're able to go into that situation with a clear, clear head and make better decisions. <laughs> what about you, Eric? What do you think? Yeah, um, that's again. Yeah, just getting a. The more you do something, the less you have to worry about the little thing. It's kind of going back to a point like last podcast, where the more you do something, the less you have to worry about the little things, mm-hmm. which saves up more brain power for more complicated or more nuanced problems that you may encounter. So, yeah, like, just the, the more you do it, the, the little things become easier, and then the harder things actually become easier as well. Now I got a point for you guys. What about those uh, tinfoil hat-wearing, compound-living, alienate themselves from society, you know, food for 10 years, but they're so afraid of everything because they're so prepared? Do you think you think people can take it too far and allow that anxiety and fear to make them too prepared? It's possible, especially yeah. if you dedicate your entire life to a bad situation. That yeah. that can totally eat at you, for sure. I mean, like you can't you can't stop living your life just because you're scared something might happen, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because then it's, it's not really living. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's absolutely just, right. You're Rob. you're you're, you're creating. You're creating your own prison at that, essentially. Right. right. And a lot of the times, it's it's more in your head than it actually is situational. Like, you've convinced yourself that you, you need all this stuff, and you alienate yourself, and you just, you go too far. No, it's, it should be a backup, not the, the only plan. Perfect. Good. Yeah, exactly. Plan for the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So we do every time an Eric comes on here. What do I do to you guys? I don't pick on you guys. Body shot. Body shot. Oh, Eric, I'm just busting. Uh, in your opinion, what are some things that people calmly overlook when it comes to preparing for the worst? I would say actually, if you're if they if an individual buys a tool, right? Like because you know like. Amazon's the worst for that, stuff like that. They're like, hey, here's this cool, crazy tool that you can use that's going to help you. It's like, yeah, you bought it. Now what, right? Do you know how to use it, right? Actually learn, uh, actually don't waste your money on like just fa- like the most expensive or fanciest tool because you think it's just going to help if you don't know that how to use the damn thing. Yeah, but Rick, right? Eric, you're absolutely only, correct. Yeah, only buy, only buy a tool that will augment your all just help you just that little bit extra that's 
you know, augment your abilities already, right? I, so, I, or if you're going to buy a tool, research it and then learn how to use it. To I call it I call that the uh, the American effect. You get the uh, the American troops with all the Gucci kit, but yet you get them out to the field and none of them know how to use it when it comes to a shitty situation. I need, hey. my, I need my Skittles they're, and my MRE. <laughs> their jacks are still in packing grease and they have no idea where their wrenches are. <laughs> Rob, what do you think? What's, what's something that's commonly overlooked when you're preparing for the war? Uh, I think it comes down to that saying, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. What happens if the plan fails? Most yeah. people, once their plan fails, they kind of flounder. So you got to think of those other... <clears throat> courses of action right right and yeah absolutely and a lot of people don't think that way you're you're correct um people plan for you know if this happens this is where i'm gonna go this is what i'm gonna do but then you know what that street's blocked off and they just freeze no you're yeah you're absolutely correct you've got to have more than one <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um so have you ever been faced with a situation you wished you had trained or prepared for more? Either of you? P.O.Q. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the lack of leadership in you. No, <laughs> no I, uh, I was never planning on going on P.O.Q. Because I didn't want to be them, you know. They want you to do stuff. I never wanted to be... I never thought of myself as being in that leadership role. You know, I always thought of myself as being the background guy. But when the RSM says, hey, you want to go on PLQ, <laughs> you kind of can't say no to that. <laughs> so so for you, those of you that are watching, they don't know what PLQ means. It's primary leadership qualification. It's a Canadian Forces leadership course. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a more intense basic. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had just come off of an exercise about to go on to Christmas leave and PLQ started in January. So I didn't really have the time or the headspace to really prepare for it because I had no idea what I was getting into. But it ended up being okay because former training kicked in. You kind of just run on, <laughs> on uh, you know, muscle memory and yeah. kind of all turned out all right. So, yeah, that was right. a big one for me. All the time. All the time. <laughs> well, it just feels like that now for uh, for my like my training, like right now, no matter how well I think I've prepared, there's always they throw a curveball at me and then you know, then you're kinda I find myself stunned or kind of it's like, nope, I don't know, let's move on because there's so much going on that you can't you don't wanna waste kind of a, your time thinking about an answer when there's other stuff going on when like you're you're hovering over an area and you want me to answer this bullshit question like no i'm going to operate this winch to get them up out of the like out of the area then we could deal with that later and they're like well yeah i would have given you a f uh, four out of five but i'm gonna have to give you a three out of five because you didn't know i was like you know like meanwhile i'm like at mad i'm, I'm Cast saturated at that point, right? So, so and then it's like, then you get in. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> no, no, no. Because it's, it's it's interesting because <clears throat> the two of you 
knew kind of what you're getting into. But at the same time, even though you knew that, you, you still found yourself where you didn't feel like you were prepared. Right? So, like, it, it, it isn't odd for people to be worried <clears throat> about not being prepared. Like, you can even know where you're going and still not be prepared. And I think in those kind of situations, any action is better than inaction. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, yeah. Anything's better than freezing up. Mm-hmm. All right. How can you train for the worst in hand? What question I ask you is, how can you train for the worst enhance one's ability? <clears throat> Sorry. How can you enhance one's ability to defend what they cherish? Man. <clears throat> okay. I have help writing these questions, and sometimes, yeah, okay, whatever. You guys, just answer the damn question. <laughs> All right. Blame, yeah. <clears throat> blame someone else. Blame everybody else. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Worst in hand. Training for the worst. Should be a comma. Enhance one's abilities to defend what they cherish. So, Eric, let's go. You talked about family. How can you enhance something to help you defend what you cherish? We need that one. Other than, than, you know, just... um, that was a tough one because I didn't really want to go into focus on just like uh, you know self defense and everything like that. It's it's not just you training yourself to be in self defense. It's right. also ch- training your family members and stuff like that. Even if they have like no interest, even them just giving them a basic understanding of it, and and not only that, but encouragement as well. Don't make it seem like it's like a you know a scary thing. Because a lot of people get kind of put off by that, I find. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, or, or they just kind of dismiss it outright. It's like, oh, that'll never happen. You know, just like, hey, just give them a hypothetical situations or just have a nice heart-to-heart talk about it. Or, in, in my experience, I like taking people to the range. People that don't have a lot of experience with firearms or who are, might be nervous around firearms. I like taking them to the range just to, just, you know, to make a little bit of noise and put it, put holes in paper just to show that it's not as scary as they could, as they think. Right. And then on top of that, now they come, uh, uh, they come out of that with that knowledge. You're like, Hey, it's like, I know I say, and that confidence knowing that they, Hey, I can use this. Yeah. No, exactly. That's good. So you're, you're giving them that positive reinforcement with, with that task. Right. And it sticks a lot better than, you know, somebody yelling at. No, sure. Rob. Or talking at you. I'd say, uh, again, preparedness. I mean, can't stress that enough, really. If you're, if you're more prepared, you're more confident, and the more confident you are in your abilities, the more willing you are to fight for what you think is important. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes towards everything, whether it's you know fighting to defend your house and your family or fighting to f- defend your principles against something that you feel is you know, counter to you. Yeah, no, freaking bang on on that one. Yeah, I always thought one for this when I looked at it before I actually read it. No, never mind. <clears throat> um, was communication, right? A big one's communication. Because you're going to get those those family members that you do cherish that either don't, aren't up on current events, they don't know what's going on, and you just 
just keeping them in the loop and helping them understand what's going on helps alleviate a lot of that fear. Anything? Uh, do you think it's important for individuals or communities to come together and train for potential threats? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Right. Strength yeah. of numbers. Right. Well, that and it, it's, it, it ensures long-term survival as well if it, if it can, comes to that, right? Yeah. And, so. you, you know, I kind of mentioned this before. We, we don't want to be turning into that society, which it seems like we're going that way, where we all have our hands out for somebody else to fix the problem. And it's sad that that's what's happening to to the modern countries, like the Western world. It's what can somebody else do for me? I got my hand up. I need my 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 JT bucks. Yeah. No. That's, well, it's no go. <laughs> you got got to gain that independence, and with that independence comes that confidence for sure. And then that spreads to other people. It's like, oh, hey, that guy's that guy can do it. Why can't I? You know, look how happy. It is confident they are you know, it's liberating right absolutely yeah it's just like i could do that like you know it's that that realization that like i could do that i don't have to you know be like lit have to listen to this guy or, or do exactly what this guy says or, or wait for him to give me something or what have you right when like wait a minute i can do it myself and better right no, absolutely eric it's like you're just saying yeah. about taking guys to the range if something went shitty how many of those guys might come to you just for that support, right? Like they, they know muscle memory is Eric showed me what to do. He has the equipment we need. I'm going to head over there. That's a double-edged sword though. Well, I hope they don't rob you, Eric. I hope you're, you're, you're... No, 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 that's fair. That's why, that's what, you know, you, you want to build those relationships because I've had like people there just like, Hey, they, and they, they come to me and they're like, Hey, thanks for showing me, showing me this. Like I've started kind of building my, like Mount, like my earthquake preparedness kit. That was one. And they're like, I, I saw this, some of these tools that you had and stuff like that. And I'm like, I wanted to get one. And they're starting to get out to learn stuff. And it's really exciting. And then you on the, but on the flip side, you got some of the people that are just like, Oh, if anything goes bad, I'll just go to your place because he has stuff. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, what do you, what, it's like, Oh sure. What are you bringing? Right? And like, oh, I have to bring stuff? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're a taker, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I see how this is, right? I see how this relationship's going. <laughs> but it's also a way to kind of um, build a community too and figure out who you can and cannot rely on. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, everybody who's oh, watching this, head to Eric's house. He's got lots of stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut up. I got nothing. Okay, what advice would you give somebody who wants to start training right now, but they don't know where to begin? Start small. Start small and practically. Um, start with like reading. Um, there's plenty of literature out there on different situations. Like, and you just take it all in as much as you can, and then start practicing in the real world what you think might be the most useful to you. Yeah, just again, basics like the the basic necessities for survival. You need food, water, shelter, right? First off, they're like, okay, I need water, and they're like, okay, how am I going to get that water? Oh well, I could 
you know, go to the river. It's like, oh, okay, cool, but it's might not be safe for you. So how do I make my water safe? And then you kind of keep going down that little bit of that rabbit hole until you're confident. You're like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, you know, again, basics. Yeah, and, and that's something that you can practice as well anywhere. Yep, back to the basics, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right, I'm going to skip the last question. I don't want to do that one because I found something better. Somebody sent me okay. an email. So I heard something the other day, and I would like to know the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear this. Caring about what others think will always make you their prisoner. influencers that's a perfectly good example because they have to do more and more crazy and zany things to keep that attention right because they got to keep people's attention fixated on them because that's their livelihood and until uh, they don't want to they don't want to be boring because if they're boring then they lose everything right so so again that's that's a bit of a person right that's they are not able to just to be themselves they got to be like a persona their, their persona yeah that everybody sees Exactly. Yeah, that's that comes back to independence. Like the more confident you are in yourself, the less you're depending on everybody else's opinion of you. Mm-hmm. I think that that comes with experience and age too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're older, yeah. I, less I give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to be with it, then they changed what it was. <laughs> now what it is is new and scary to me. <laughs> As I live this saga, I enjoy knowing I am on the right path, and I'd like to thank those who helped me get here. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles from the most trending topics on the web at any given moment. And for the first time in ever of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable, all in one place. Nothing pleases a strong Viking like being able to browse articles from topics I choose, start playing, so I stop scrolling, and I start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, The Modern Northman Saga, is there too. I started using it as my default podcast app. They even have digital radio. So what are you waiting for? Download and use Newsly for free from their website, www.newsly.me. Yes, M-E. Or from the link in the description and use my promo code SAGA. That I'll also be putting in the description and receive, you know, you'll receive, not me. You'll receive a one-month free premium subscription. It's a no-brainer. So... Download Newsly, and let's get back to the story. Alrighty, folks. That wraps up another thought-provoking episode of the Viking Psychology. Remember, the training for the worst can make all the difference when it comes to defending what you cherish. And thanks again to our incredible guests, 
Rob and Eric, and thank you so much, you guys, for sharing your thoughts and wisdom. Remember, people, stay prepared, stay curious. As always, keep questioning everything. Until next time, skull.